0: to the Diabetes Revolution podcast with Dr. Sarah Townley, the type 2 diabetes coach, clinical pharmacist, and mom of six angels. You don't have to struggle and fight with your blood sugars for the rest of your life. I'm here to teach you the skills you need to control and even reverse this disease. There is such a thing as getting off your meds and creating a future free from diabetes, and you can have it too. Let's get down to business. Hey, hey, guys. Thanks for coming back and joining me for another awesome episode where I give you some tools that empower you to believe it's possible that you can actually create a life free from type 2 diabetes. And I want to just start by talking about why I named this podcast Diabetes Revolution because I love it, it gets me really excited because it's really truly the essence of what I want to create in the world, how I want to impact the world. And when you look at the definition of a revolution, I think it will become clear that it's absolutely the right title for this podcast and for my membership program. Because the definition of revolution is the overthrow and replacement of an established social order or system by a popular movement. So what's the old social order? Well, it's what you experience most likely when you are treated for your type 2 diabetes. I mean, most people are told that type 2 diabetes is a chronic progressive disease. It's, um, you know, something you're going to have to have for the rest of your life, and you're going to have to take medications to control or manage your blood sugars. It's a very disempowering message, And they also don't give a very specific diet to help you manage your disease either. And it's really operating under this belief system that controlling blood sugar means you're controlling diabetes. And there is nothing farther from the truth when it comes to this. And I would love to explain that to you in more detail. But for now, we're going to stick to my main point, which is the old social order of type 2 diabetes as it stands in our Western culture, is that you're gonna have to take meds and you're gonna have a lifetime full of meds and complications and struggling with your blood sugars. And the the new paradigm that I am introducing and advocating for for you is that type 2 diabetes is a reversible condition and that it this can be sustained for your lifetime, that you can decrease, reduce and even discontinue medications that you're using for type 2 diabetes by using lifestyle strategies that address the root cause of the problem, right? And this these strategies are going to address the root cause by increasing or I'm sorry, decreasing your insulin levels and eliminating or liberating those ectopic fat stores. So if that sounds confusing, you need to go back and listen to episode two because I talk about the disease process of, of type 2 diabetes in a way that you can really understand what's going on in your body. But when, I look, when you look at that, our current social order and this new paradigm that I want to install and still and inspire in the world, you can see why I'm calling it a diabetes revolution, Right. Okay, so for today, I'm really excited to talk to you about how we know that type 2 diabetes is reversible. Okay, there's a lot of disagreement and controversy in the world about this language. You know, I've gotten into trouble, you guys, by saying that type 2 diabetes is reversible. In fact, I got Facebook blacklisted and banned, literally, on my business page because I said that type 2 diabetes is a reversible condition. My ads got blocked. I got, you know, a lot of trouble from different, you know, major entities just because I was using that language, reversal. So some people say, okay, it's not reversal, it's remission. And the word cure hasn't really ever been applied when we talk about type 2 diabetes. But I want to just offer to you that maybe we should call it cure in some people, but the word control, most people understand and agree with that terminology. But whatever you call it, what I am talking about is simply being able to achieve normal blood sugar numbers consistently to the point where your A1C is in the normal range, fasting blood sugars in the normal range without the use of medications for a lifetime, is what I understand and what I advocate for when I say reversal. Okay, so let's talk about how we talk about breast cancer, for example. Dr. Fun gives such an awesome example of using the term cure when we're talking about breast cancer is simply meaning five years of no signs of breast cancer on imaging studies. And so if we just say cure, meaning five years of literally just no signs, of breast cancer, why would it be crazy to tell a person who has had diabetes in their past and no longer has abnormal blood sugars and isn't using medications, why would it be crazy to tell them that they don't have diabetes anymore? (laughs) I mean, some people get caught up in all this labeling. I know a lot of my clients worry that they're still going to have type 2 diabetes on their medical record as if it defines them and it's their identity. But you know in the context of what we're talking about what what language should we use I don't really care what language that you use but I'm excited about understanding and agreeing that this is a possible thing that we can offer this to people and teach people how to do this So let's just get nerdy for a second because some people like me have a very analytical mind and they want the evidence. They want to see the evidence that there's such a thing as remission or reversal. And there's so many diets out there that have been shown, demonstrated scientifically to reverse type 2 diabetes. And sometimes they define reversal differently, but in general, we're talking about the same thing. We're talking about A1Cs below the cutoff for type 2 diabetes or even pre-diabetes and doing that with no medication or just metformin alone because you're using lifestyle interventions. And so we're, there are studies out there that show anything from a low-carb, high-fat diet, like what Dr. Fung teaches, um, and many, many other people teach, to a high-carb, low-fat diet, plant-based whole food diet, mostly vegan, has been shown also to produce these kinds of results. And then moving on to fasting, periods of intermittent fasting or extended fasting, to even just severe caloric restriction, like looking at 850 or less kilocalories a day. And these producing sustainable, durable results, right? So for example, the direct trial, this trial that used severe caloric restriction of less than 850 kilocalories per day, they saw 46% of their participants achieve normal A1Cs, remission, at one year, and that was still at 36% at 24 months. And then Verta Health has been a great leader in researching and publishing data to demonstrate that you can use a low-carb high-fat diet to achieve diabetes remission. And their stats show anything from you know 47 to 60 percent of A1 of their clients having A1Cs of less than 6.5% at one year without the use of meds, with the exception of metformin. And there are multiple trials that you can review to see similar results with this. One other very major category of lifestyle intervention that produces diabetes remission predictably and powerfully is bariatric surgery. And I'm not saying I'm an advocate of bariatric surgery, and I'll explain why in a moment, but they're seeing anywhere from 25 to 50% remission up to 10 years post surgery. And up to 80% of post surgical patients seeing normalized blood sugars when they have type 2 diabetes, you know, very quickly, well before weight loss is established. And I find that really fascinating because what is bariatric surgery actually doing, right? That's a great question. Like, we have all these ideas and theories about what it's doing hormonally in the gut. But what if bariatric surgery is just medically induced fasting, right? Like, what if the act of fasting, not being able to eat or being on a severe caloric restriction diet that was facilitated by bariatric surgery, is actually what's causing these people's diabetes to disappear almost overnight, that's pretty powerful information, and you know what? Fasting is available without surgery. So, um, I like p- casting it in that light, just because it's thought provoking and it opens people's op- options up. Right? Most people don't have access to bariatric surgery, and some people can even be in a victim mentality mode about that. Like, I can't, you know, fix my diabetes because I don't have access to bariatric surgery, and that's not fair. And so what I want to offer to you is that what if it doesn't matter? What if you don't need bariatric surgery? There's all these other diets and there's fasting that can do the achieve the same result. And of some people's objection to that would just be well, I have a really hard time with overeating, which I 100% understand because I that has been my personal journey since the beginning of, you know, knowing understanding about how weight is related to what I eat. <laughs> um, like the first time I started caring about that, right, was like in pharmacy school um, and maybe even a little bit before that. But I understand that overeating is a different, a whole different obstacle. And I want to give you tools for that too. So hang on with for that. <laughs> um, but, you know, the next logical question when we assess and we appreciate that there is plenty Of scientific data to support this idea that yes, you can get off your meds and achieve normal blood sugars by using lifestyle alone. Most people's next question is, well, why hasn't my doctor offered this to me? And it's a totally fair question. You guys, I can't say for sure why your doctor hasn't offered it to you, but I can comment or, you know, maybe provide some insight into this system wide failure to offer this as an option when you are managing or treating type 2 diabetes in a clinic. And the very the for sure the most impactful reason for this lack of um pre- you know presenting this as an option has to do with who we look to in the medical you know realm of the authority on how to manage and optimally treat a person with type 2 diabetes. And for sure, it's going to be the medical guidelines, right? So that would include the American Diabetes Association and another organization called the American, I think it's the Clinical Endocrinologist Organization or something. Um, But anyhow, the ADA by far is the most powerful and influential organization that delineates the evidence-based guidelines that dictate how we treat type 2 diabetes on a system-wide level in our population. And I want to tell you that there is some good news here. So it was actually just a week and a half ago, on August 30th, that I saw for the first time that the ADA was acknowledging that there's such a thing as remission. This is huge, you guys. This has never happened in my awareness that the ADA has ever said that this is a concept that exists in the world. Okay. Language is so important. And having this organization acknowledge that there is such a thing as remission is will change the paradigm of how we think about type 2 diabetes all over the world, especially in the United States. So they're saying that, yes, it's possible to achieve remission by having an A1C of less than 6.5% for at least three months without the use of medications. So that's groundbreaking, but remember, it's going to take a long time to completely change the mindset of all these providers who have been operating with the belief system that this is a chronic progressive disease that is not curable and a person will have for the rest of their lives and that the only way to manage it is with medications. So, this is the biggest reason why. Is the ADA for most of the world, you know, most of history has just never said that you can reverse it. And this shapes how we think about the disease. And then think about this. If the ADA is publishing the instruction manual, essentially, for how to treat this disease, it's going to be composed of research. Okay, so we're talking about clinical trials that have been published and are available um, out there in the world to review and and consider um, including in a clinical guideline. And who does research? Think about it. Who's going to spend millions of dollars doing research on how to treat type 2 diabetes, or any disease for that matter? Well, it's going to be people who have something to market, right? It's going to be people who have a vested interest to invest that much money in developing an intervention that would treat this disease. And so most of the research that's done... Out in the world about how to treat type 2 diabetes is on medications, is on surgical interventions or devices, things that can be brought to market and sold. And so, if the preponderance of research that's being used to create instruction manuals or clinical guidelines, evidence based clinical guidelines to help doctors know the best way to treat this disease are entirely composed of drugs devices and surgeries. Then they're going to have a big blind spot to lifestyle interventions. Because guess what? Nobody's going to make money when I get uh, you know 1000 people to do intermittent fasting. People are going to save money, but there's not going to be anything I can sell from that, right? And so most of the studies just don't investigate free interventions, like choosing a certain kind of diet or fasting. And so there's this huge, you know, gaping hole in the guidelines of how to treat this disease with lifestyle alone. And it's reflected in what I read about this statement from the ADA about the possibility of remission, because... The next thing I read is diabetes remission may be occurring more often due to advances in treatment. More research is needed to determine the frequency, duration, and effects on short and long-term medical outcomes of remission of type 2 diabetes using available interventions. And this was a, a statement made by Amy Rothberg who represents the Endocrine Society and is a member of the Consensus Writing Group for the Guidelines. So essentially what she's saying here is we don't know why diabetes remission happens. We don't know, and we can't actually advise a person on how to produce this outcome in their patients. And you can look at the diabetes guidelines that come out every year and see that out of a 240-page document, only three and a half pages is directly addressing the diet um, to use or a diet to prescribe to a patient who has type 2 diabetes. You guys, this is a disease that is caused by lifestyle. And They only devoted three and a half pages in the last iteration of the guidelines to diet management of this disease. So I think that there is just not enough information for your doctor to give you not enough guidance from the experts that your doctor can point to in order to advise you of how to use diet alone to reverse your disease, control your disease, whatever you want to call it. And then there's one more reason, you guys. And this is not something that I could say, like I could point to a resource, but a lot of places talk about this. And it essentially boils down to what doctors believe is possible. And you know what? Not just doctors. I remember I was at Walmart not too long ago telling people what I do for a living because I'm a pharmacist too. And they were like, yeah, but, you know, does a person actually stick to a diet? And I'm thinking... Well, if their body feels better and they feel better and they are losing weight and their diabetes is going away and they're getting off their meds, um, I'm pretty sure some people can figure out a way to stick to that, (laughs) right? Because what's the alternative? Feeling like crap, taking way more medication and getting sicker till you die. And so what I'm talking about here is this belief system that you can't do it. That you don't have the discipline or the willpower in order for you to stick to a diet that will literally give you life. And this belief system is one of the biggest obstacles that that is stopping doctors from considering that there are lifestyle interventions that they can give people. They, because they don't believe it's sustainable. They don't believe you know low carb is sustainable or low calorie is sustainable. And so I just really don't think that that is an acceptable reason for why you don't offer people the option of life, of health, of energy and vitality. I believe that you deserve that option. And my belief system is that it is possible for you to have this, to do this, to sustain this. Um, for yourself for the rest of your life. And so that's the place and the space that I operate from is, hey, you deserve this option. I'm gonna teach you what you need to know in order to inform yourself of choosing what option you want. Because, you know, I'm not anti-medication, you guys. I'm not anti-medical system. I'm just pro-options. I believe people deserve options. And if you want the option that I offer, then I wanna make it available to you. All right, that's what I've got for you today. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope that you now can understand that 100% this is a real thing. It's science-based, and this is why your doctor doesn't offer it to you, but that doesn't mean it's not available to you. All right, I'll see you on the next podcast. High five for tuning in with me today. You are getting smarter and stronger when you show up for yourself this way. You can get more free tools to help you control type 2 diabetes on my website, sarahtownley.com. And if you're serious about ending your struggle with diabetes, join my membership, The Diabetes Revolution, where you work with me in a community of people just like you. See you on the next episode.